USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance, your host for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth by providing safe and effective strategies. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. And this morning, we're so happy we have a new guest speaker on the show with us. We're going to talk about her in just a minute. But first, I would be remiss if I did not introduce attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning. Thank you. Matters of veterans affairs and estate planning and Medicaid planning and protecting people's assets from nursing homes. So what do you know about credit scores? And what do you know about credit reports and so forth? Anything? We're going to learn some things today about credit reports. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about that, so I'll be anxious to learn as well. Good. So one of the first things I want to tell everyone this morning is I want to tell you today how you can make a 21% return on your money. Okay? Do you know how you can make a 21% return on your money, Jenny? Uh, No. You pay off your credit cards. You've made a 21% return on your money. Uh, is that the average rate these days? It is. People don't realize how much credit cards cost them. Do they, Brianna? I don't think they do. So this morning is our special privilege to have Brianna Wood with us. And she's smiling from ear to ear, and she's really happy to be on the show. And we're not sure what we're going to talk about today, but we've got a lot of good things to talk about. Credit cards and credit reports and credit scores and how really important it is. I don't think most people really understand what a critical thing it is in your life to have a good credit history and a good credit rating. But first, let's talk about who is Brianna Wood? Well, Brianna is a social media maven. Is that the right word, maven? That's very generous of you to say. Thank That's you. very generous. No, but it's, it's a delight to be working with you here, uh, Brianna. Brianna has uh, been handling social media for us for some time. So tell us ex and explain to us, what does social media mean that you're working on? So the social media that we mostly use here would be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course our Twitter account. We right. like to tweet out our radio shows and when people should anticipate to listen to them. But you do more than that. You help work on radio show preparation. I don't think most people understand when they listen to the radio show how much effort it takes to put on the radio show. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, isn't it? It is. And, and I'm so glad that Brianna's here because I don't know anything about any of those things that she just <laughs> talked about. I don't personally do Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or what was the other one? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Well, we'll have to come up with some new names for social media. I'm going to write them down so nobody will steal them if I talk about them on the radio. But I've got one right now that... Um, I'm going to write down, and I'm not going to announce it on the radio, and we're going to set up a whole new website, and I'll show it to you real quickly. It's sort of like lots of love. Lots of luck. LOL.com. <clears throat> How about lots of luck.com? <laughs> you know, if you made it this far, you're doing really well. Well, like thank you for agreeing to come on the radio this morning, uh, Brianna. It's it's really a lot of fun to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I've I have a bit of a nervous smile on right now, but I think we're doing well so far. Okay, <laughs> but you also do things like with uh, cameras and videos and so forth. I do. Yeah, I should have mentioned we have a YouTube channel um, okay. that we upload to pretty frequently. So, if you are interested in estate planning or elder law tips you can follow us on youtube subscribe to our channel we put out videos uh weekly or bi-weekly so we have some great tips on there as well is there some magic in, in terms of how you look at something like a youtube video sure so you would go to youtube.com okay. search for lance law inc and you'd find our channel there you'd be able to subscribe and see our videos whenever they get posted up good okay 
Well, that's really good to know because we haven't talked about that before in the radio, have we? I don't think so. Nope. No, and that's useful to me because I wouldn't have the foggiest <laughs> idea how to get on YouTube otherwise. No, and sometimes when you're home at night and you say, oh, what's on television tonight? And the answer is usually not much. And then you get tired of watching Netflix movies or something, and mm -hmm. they always turn out to be a disappointment, especially if they're made for Netflix. They always That's end not sort true. of. Some of them are good. Yeah, but most of them end sort of flat, and you say, oh, why did I spend time watching this? <laughs> and then in desperation, you switch over to the YouTube channel and you think, well, maybe there's something fun there to watch. There usually is. <laughs> People upload a lot of crazy things. Yep, they do. Well, we want to talk about credit cards today and how important a good credit score is. And let's begin by talking about what is a good credit score, Tenny. Do you have any idea what good credit scores are, Tenny? You mean what number it is? Credit scores uh, yeah. range from their numbers, and they range from about 300 to 800, I believe. So yes, yeah, 300 I think to 850. 850, okay. I and anything over 700, I think, is considered to be good. Right. And a score of 800 or higher is considered to be excellent, really outstanding. But most scores actually come between 600 and 750. So as we're talking this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what your own credit score is? If you don't, you should look it up. We're going to tell you how you can look up your credit score and why it makes a big, big difference in your financial life. It makes a difference in terms of what you pay for interest if you're buying something, um, if you're buying a car, for example. Tenny, do you think today's a good time to buy a car? Uh, probably not. And I'm in a situation where, as you know, I have to either uh, buy my lease out or trade for a different lease or buy a car or whatever. And I'm really dreading it because car prices, like house prices, have gone through the roof. Well, while you were sleeping this morning, I was watching the early morning news, and I noticed that there was a story on about how hard it is right now to buy a car. And people are not just paying sticker price. Dealers are charging higher than the sticker price right now. And there's a shortage of cars, and unfortunately, many dealers are gouging. So it's just not a good time to buy a car if you can avoid it, if you can put it off. No, I think I will end up buying out my lease. Yep, that's probably going to be a good suggestion. But FICO score ranges, uh, I wonder why it's called a FICO score, Tenny. Do you have any idea on that? Well, I never remember what that stands for, and even seeing it, doesn't make any sense to me. I Stands mean, for I know Fair FICA. Isaac Corporation. I know, but what was Fair Isaac? Was that just a company that started developing the credit core system? Now you're asking me a question I actually can't answer. Do you know, Brianna? I don't know. I wish I did know. I don't know either, and I know most everything. <laughs> That's true, you do. Well, at least people think they know, know most everything. That must be a humbling experience. It's a very humbling experience. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the confidence. Here's some information about it. So 30 years ago, the Fair Isaac Corporation, FICO, therefore the score name that many of us know, debuted the scores to provide an industry standard for scoring credit worthiness that was fair to both lenders and consumers. So I guess they started this whole awful thing. Well, if you do know what your credit score is, if you're between 300 and 579, it's considered to be very poor. And that's about 16% of all people who are looking for credit. If you're between 580 and 669, you're considered to have fair credit. And about 17% are in that category, but you're still considered to be a subprime borrower. If you're between 670 and 739, you're considered good. And again, it's a smaller and smaller percentage of people, only about 8% of people fall into that category. If you want really very good credit, you have to be 740 to 799. If you want to be excellent or exceptional, you have to be above 800. So I guess the most important question is, why do scores matter in the first place? Do you have any idea, Brianna? Why do scores matter in the first place? Well, 
I guess it's a basis um, for companies to, to decide if you are trustworthy enough to take out a loan if you yep. need a new car like Tenny might need or if you're looking to buy a home and you need to take out a mortgage or if you're looking to open up a new credit card, they yep. have to see if uh, you have a good payment history and if you're trustworthy to be able to borrow from them. Yep, all of those. So if you have a lower credit score, people think if they're going to make a loan to you that maybe you're going to miss payments or skip payments or not be able to pay the loan back. So they don't want to take a risk on you. They don't want to take a chance on you. Uh, conversely, the higher credit score that you have, the less interest you're going to pay on a loan because people rank what the loans are. And um, so credit scores really matter a great deal. Um, think of it like a report card that you might get at the end of a school term. Instead of getting a, a letter grade, you're going to get a scoring range. You want that to be as high as possible. And what are some of the things, Tenny, do you think impact uh, your credit score? What's number well, one, would you say? Certainly your past borrowing and paybacks. Yeah, your payment schedule. Have you paid your loans on time? Have you made payments on time? So payment history, uh, including the number and uh, number of credit cards that you have, the severity of late payments. If you've had a lot of late payments, um, there's not a lot you're going to do to improve your credit score. So pay everything on time or even a few days ahead of time as much as you can. That's the most critical thing. Yep, and it also matters how much you've used in credit, how much you apply for credit, whether you've been turned down or whatever. That's part of the score as well. Yep, so probably 10 years ago, I had a conversation with a, a bank officer over in uh, Marion, I think it was, and we were talking about credit scores, and he said, well, when I look at credit scores, I look at how much of your credit are you actually using and if you have, let's say, a $5,000 credit card, you want to be below 50% utilization. So you want to have less than $2,500 worth of debt. And that just gets you over the hump to be considered. If you really want to get decent credit and, and be approved for mortgage loans and so forth, you want to be below 25% of your available credit. So those are two really important rules of thumb. Did you ever hear of, of uh, Joe Garagiola? He was a New York Yankees uh, baseball player. Yeah, but I always thought it was Garagiola. What'd you say, Garagiola? Garagiola? <laughs> Joe Garagiola. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he once said, I knew a baseball star who wouldn't report the theft of his wife's credit cards because the thief spends less than she does. Aha. Uh -huh. Different people have said something very similar, but I always like that one. I think Rodney Dangerfield might have said that at one time. <laughs> well, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what factors impact your credit score, and if you're concerned about it and you want to increase it, what can you do to improve your credit score? So, Brianna and Tenny, we will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. If you have questions about retirement, call today for a consultation. 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to finding out how you can improve your credit score. It's going to stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. You need to improve your credit score if you can. You know, what's happening today in the real estate market? Brianna, have you any idea what's happening in the real estate market today? Uh, I do know it's a seller's market. It's a seller's market. Prices are crazy. Prices are skyrocketing. When people are selling houses today, they're they're asking really high prices. They're opening up sales with open houses. And at the open house, they'll have four or five people that will come in. 
And if they're not paying cash, they're coming in with a very important piece of paper. It's called a pre-approval credit letter from a lender. And if you're not either paying cash today or if you're not coming in with a pre-approval letter, your chances of being able to buy a house at all today are, are very, very slim. And so one of the things you want to do if you're thinking about buying a house is, first of all, go to your lender, go to your bank. Maybe it's a bank where you've got money on deposit and ask to get a pre-approval letter. So what's the first thing they're going to do to give you a pre-approval letter? Would they run your credit? They're going to run your credit. And if you have a poor credit report or if you have a low FICO score, which indicates your ability to pay the mortgage back, they're not going to want to give you a pre-approval letter. So having a good credit score is important when you buy a house. It's important when you buy a car. Um, one of the favorite things for car dealers to do is they say, well, we'll finance anybody. And they will. If you want to pay 21% interest on a loan on a car, you can do that. If you want to qualify for the 0% interest special that they advertise a lot, you need to have decent credit. So just a week ago, actually about 10 days ago, I went to a car dealer. I went with a client. She has outstanding income. I mean, really excellent, excellent income. But she got messed up in a couple of payments that she made on her mortgage because there was a change in address or something that went on. And so, unfortunately, that gets picked up on your credit report. So they talked about this paperwork. They had her sign paperwork for a 0% interest rate on this car loan. And she was putting one-third of the price of the car down as a down payment. She wrote a very significant check, uh, well over $10,000 as a down payment. She could have financed the whole thing. So we finished with a salesperson. I went with her to help her. Then we went over to the credit person who's filling out all the paperwork. And he slides the paper across, and it says it's going to be a 6% interest on the loan. Hmm. And I said, what happened to the 0%? Well, when we ran her credit report, she had some late payment history, so the credit score was down, so we cannot offer her the 0% interest, and they didn't. And the only way, even paying more than $10,000 as a deposit on this car, she had to pay like a 6% interest on the loan. There's a perfect example right there about how you can get messed up if you let your credit be impacted negatively. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that kind of situation before, Jenny. I have. It it's, seems to me that it's a, a very difficult thing to improve your score, but it's a fairly easy thing to make it uh, less high. So let's talk again about some of the factors that impact your credit score. Payment history is absolutely number one. Pay on time, pay on time, pay on time. If you pay late, it will reduce your credit score, your FICO score. Uh, credit utilization we talked about. If you have a credit card and you've got available credit, don't charge your cards out to the max. That lowers your score. How many credit cards do you have? I wonder how many people get a free credit card offer in the mail all the time. And when you get those things, you don't want to sign up for all of them. And then of course, total debt is a problem. Public records, uh, the computers instantly look at public records. If you had a bankruptcy in the past, it doesn't mean that you can't get credit going forward. Uh, after 10 years, it has to come off your history. Credit reporting bureaus have to delete it. How many new cards have you opened up recently? If you think, oh, isn't this wonderful? I'm going to have a bunch of new cards. It negatively impacts your credit, so don't do it. Uh, so here's a question to ask you, Brianna. Do you think if you've got, say, five credit cards and you say, I want to improve my credit score, should you cancel a few of those cards? No. Absolutely not. Nope, absolutely not. Because that's an indication that you have available credit. Mm -hmm. You're better off to keep the cards, don't cancel them, but pay down on the debt to get it below that 50% or that 25% ratio. But don't cancel them. That's the worst thing you can do. I think they say if you have seven or more open lines of credit, that's a good number to be at. Hmm. 
So I'm not going to embarrass you on the air and ask you how many open lines of credit you have. We won't <laughs> disclose personal information on the radio, will we? No. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Somebody's writing on the whiteboard back here. <laughs> so, no, no, no. We're not going to get personal, I but, promise. But I think that it's interesting in this one report that I'm looking at that the most influential element in your score is your payment history. Highly influential is the amount of your total debt and the amount that you owe Moderately influential is the length of your credit history, so that's kind of interesting. If you're a brand-new credit person, if you're just out of college and establishing your credit, it might be harder to get a higher rating. Less influential are new credit and credit mixes. So most influential payment history, as you said before. Mm -hmm. Tenny, in your law practice, do you ever have anyone who comes in and ask you for help in improving their credit or reducing their debt or consolidating their debt? Well, yes, but um, not often. That's not really the kind of law that we practice, but yes. And we've done a lot of that also in the financial company. Um, maybe somebody can look up for me on their little cell phone as we're talking because I don't remember the exact name of the Federal Credit Bureau or Credit Consumer Credit agency that Elizabeth Warren used to head up. So she was in charge of this federal agency before she became a United States senator. And one of the things she said once is that credit cards are like snakes. Handle them long enough and one will bite you. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, she's got sort of a snappy tongue sometimes. Yep. Well, um, somebody named Elizabeth Holmes once said, we know more about our credit cards than we know about our bodies. That's kind of a scary thought, too, isn't it? Probably true, though. Yep. So credit scores do not look at your race, your color, your religion, your sex, your marital status. They don't look at your age. They don't look at your salary. If you think you make a good salary, you're going to have a higher credit score. That's not a factor that goes into it. They don't look at where you live. They're not allowed to. So um, as we go down our outline here, we know that the FICO score is important, the credit score is important. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is the agency I was trying to think of you. So thank you for looking that up for me. And um, Elizabeth Warren used to be in charge of that. It's a very important agency. Um, let's come up with some ideas about how we can improve your credit score. We talked about why it's important. What are some of the things that we could do to improve your, your score? Just a few points makes a big difference in terms of whether you can qualify for a house mortgage or qualify for a car loan. Uh, what if you have no credit history at all? How do you get started? Um, well, you'd have to open up lines of credit. Correct. You don't necessarily have to use them all and definitely don't max them out, but it is good to have them open and utilize them up to 10% or 30% and right. pay them off each month. So almost any retailer, whether it's Macy's or JCPenney's or Target or any of those stores, they want to get your business. They want to get you into the buying habit. So if you're brand new out of school and you've got a job perhaps and you want to apply for a credit card, you can't have a credit score if you don't have a credit history. So you got to have some credit. I used to tell people, you know what? You've gone through bankruptcy, your credit's been destroyed for a little while, you're going to have a hard time for a year or two, they will lend to you again because they want your business back and they know you don't owe anything now, you've wiped it out in bankruptcy. So I would say, get on to Sears Roebuck and open up a card for $300. They'll give you anybody a card for $300. We can't go down to Sears anymore. I know, it sort of, sort of dates me, doesn't it? Yeah. I wonder what they did that caused them to go into bankruptcy. <laughs> they probably didn't have really good credit scores. <laughs> well, we're going to come back with a few other pointers about some very specific things that you can do to improve your credit score. And how do you look up your credit score? How do you know what your credit score is? So stay tuned. We'll be right back and share with you some exciting information. This is Money Wise Radio. 
Powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is MoneyWise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to talking about credit cards and credit scores. We're talking about what can you do if you have no credit and you're just getting started in your financial life. How can you create credit? Well, take out a credit card. You can also apply for a secured credit card. And what that means simply is you send a check for $300 to Capital One, and they're going to give you a $300 credit card. And now you charge something on your credit card and you make the bill payments on time and then they're going to increase your credit for you. So eventually you might even get your deposit back or ultimately you will. But um, there's lots of different things you can do, aren't there, uh, Brianna, to improve your credit score? There are. It's little things that make a difference and they all count, they all matter. What about when you get married? Oh, it's all over. Mm. <laughs> oh, you're talking about money. Yes. Forget it. <laughs> well, I, I find that when I meet with people that it's either one person or the other that usually uh, makes all the money decisions and manages the checking account. So, ladies and gentlemen, and Brianna, this is a question to you. Which gender do you think handles more money and manages more money in this country? Women. Women. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and do you know why that is? Because they enjoy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we always have our hands in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I like that. Yep. Well, as uh, Elizabeth Holmes said, we know more about our credit cards than we know about our bodies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Comes back to haunt you, doesn't it, sometimes? All right, let's move on and talk about, um, we know that it's important. How do we get our credit report? Who can tell me how to get a credit report? Do we have some information on that we can talk about? We talked about ranges and things of that nature. We talked about what a FICO score is, Fair Isaacs. And why do you have so many different credit bureaus, I wonder? We've got Equifax, we've got TransUnion. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make money, don't they? They sell credit reports. They get you to buy their credit cards. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, we've got a lot of good information. We've got some articles that are worth sending a copy. So Credit Karma is a great way to get your free credit report. uh, Can you spell that? Credit, C-R-E-D-I-T. Right. And Karma, K-A-R-M-A. So if you just Google Credit Karma... It's an excellent way to get your credit report. I've used them in the past. I haven't used them uh, recently. Does it cost anything to get your credit score? No. Um, In fact, uh, you can not only get your credit score, you can get your full credit report that gives all the detail of um, all the records that the major credit reporting bureaus have Mm -hmm. on you. And it's amazing. Um, why do you think it's important, Tenny, to take a look at your credit report once in a while? Because there are potentially, sometimes likely, to be errors in the report that you can correct and improve your score. Exactly. And did you know that if you pull your credit report, and there's something called freecreditreport.com, you can go into, you're entitled to get a full free copy of your credit report once a year with no charge. You can sign up for services if you want, if you want to get a report every single month, but that's generally not necessary. And if you get your credit report and you you want to read it, you want to make sure you don't have old information or incorrect information, what do you do, do you suppose, um, ladies, I'm going to put this question to both of you, what do you think you do if you find something that you think is wrong on your credit report? Well, it's a struggle because you have to prove to whatever credit reporting bureau is reporting that um, that they have it wrong and that they have to change it. 
Okay, so what you want to do is you want to write to, first of all, if you find something wrong on one report, you better make sure you get the credit report for all three credit reporting bureaus right? and see if the same thing is there. And then you send a certified mail letter, registered mail letter, to each of your credit bureaus. And within 30 days, if you can show them evidence that something is old or wrong, incorrect, they have to correct it as a matter of federal law. So you have a right to fix your credit report, and by all means do that. I guess you could do that proactively too, couldn't you? If you paid off something and you want to let them know so they can improve your credit report, that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Don't the companies pick that up automatically? Yes, but usually there's a, at least a two to three month gap. So if you've paid something off, it's generally going to be about 90 days before it gets picked up on your credit report. Mm-hmm. So don't wait. It's wonderful to have an unusual name the way I do because I get reported as um, T. Lutz or Foot Tenny or <laughs> Freddie Lance. I get all kinds of wonderful names. Well, that depends on who's inputting the information. Exactly. So Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, they make money by selling your scores um, based on these FICO models, and they sell scores to the banks. So if a bank wants to give you a loan or you're looking for a loan from a bank and you apply, generally you have to pay to have your credit report uh, done. And the bank takes your money and they send it off to one of these major credit unions, and that's how they get their reports. So if you think about how many times people are applying for loans, um, that's all money in, in the hands of these major credit reporting bureaus. I was started to mention earlier that uh, one of my favorite publications of all times is Consumer Reports. Not only is it good general information, but they've always got good articles. They had an article, uh, let's see when this was, July 2021. I guess that's fairly recent. How to fix your credit score. If you don't subscribe to Consumer Reports, and I don't get anything for this, go to a magazine store, go to your newsstand and pick up a hard copy or pick out a subscription. Um, We can give you some of these pages. We're not supposed to give you a whole article without violating uh, the laws. But uh, there's good articles on how to rebuild your credit fast, how to take care of your credit score, what it costs you. They show you exactly how much more you're going to pay on interest on a credit card. If you have a low credit score, uh, your credit card is going to cost you almost 100% more than it would be for somebody who has a good credit score, uh, just the interest alone on the credit card. That's throwing money away. This article um, also, I think, is interesting because it lists at least 11 ways to improve your score. So um, the first one, open a bank account and take out a really small loan and make monthly payments, sort of like what you were talking about um, with a credit card. Mm-hmm. Do you think a debit card does anything for you for your credit score, Brianna? It's a trick question. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Absolutely nothing. And why would that be? Um, well, a debit card is paid with money that you have directly in your account. Already so, in your bank. Yes. So you're not borrowing it. You're not paying interest on it. Exactly. So here's a quotation from Susie Orman, uh, a famous financial person. I love, love, love that you want to use your debit card. But to keep your credit score solid, you still need to keep a few credit cards and use them at least once every few months. Who would have thought of that, huh? Well, and here's one of the so-called fixes from Consumer Reports. When mortgage shopping, do it within a month. Because each time the lender looks up your credit, it's called a hard pull. And it hurts your score by a few points for a year or two. That's a really good point because the other side of that is it doesn't impact your own credit score if you're checking your own credit score yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a soft pull. I had a situation once. I went in to um, help one of my children buy a car, and it was going to be financed, and I was going to be a signer on the loan, and... 
I gave them my driver's license and I gave them my information. And what I found out later is they just blanket sent out a credit request to 15 different lender companies. That's 15 hard pulls and it knocked down my credit score. So be really cautious when you're buying something like a car, for example. Don't give the person free reign to go in and just check your credit score. That's uh, a big, big, big mistake. If they say they're going to run your credit, say then I want to know exactly where you're going to run it, and I want to know how many companies you're going to run this to. If they run it more than two or three companies, uh, your credit will be permanently impacted, or at least for a couple of years. And what's suggested here is that you do it all within the same month because somehow the scores are updated, altered, I guess, on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you have a right to fix your credit report. You have a right to dispute it. But if you don't get the credit report in the first place to get started, um, then nothing's going to, to happen. So Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Boy, isn't that the truth. And it's nice to have a smiling face in here this morning, Brianna. I have to say that. Um, <laughs> nice to be in here. Usually I get grumpy old men standing across the table from me. <laughs> grumpy old men? Well, grumpy young men. <laughs> um, Mark Twain also said, it is better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you are a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. <laughs> He's one of my terrific. favorites. Yes, that was good. I talk about him all the time, like he was my friend. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you one more little piece of wisdom from Mark Twain, and then we're going to um, take a short break and come right back. So Mark Twain wrote an essay once called The Imp of the Perverse. He said, inside every one of us is this little imp that is just dying to get out and dying to say something that he knows that he shouldn't say. Um, and you have to control him or he'll just pop out and say something that he shouldn't say. So it's called the imp of the perverse. I have the imp of the perverse that wants to come out of me about five or six times a day. Oh, most days, <laughs> yes. And I think of things that I want to say, and sometimes I just have to bite my tongue and not say it. You must have a very sore tongue. <laughs> I do have a sore tongue. Thank you. Thank you for my wife, wifely support. I always appreciate wifely support. <laughs> So we're going to come back in one minute. We're going to wrap up on this great topic of fixing errors in your credit report. And maybe we'll say a little bit about credit card fraud. you got to be careful these days, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508 998 8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to an exciting hour that we're having with attorney Tenny Lance and with Brianna Wood talking about credit, how to look at your credit score. Um, what's the best way to look at our credit score? Free credit score, freecreditreport.com for credit reports. If you have any questions about any of this information, we're happy to provide material for you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Give attorney Tenny Lance a call at 508-998-8800, and we'll be happy to share some of this information with you if you like. You know, one of the things that we have in the office is we've got a lot of reports on financial topics. We can send you a free budget form. Tenny has lots of, of topics on legal subjects and protecting assets from nursing homes and things of that nature. Trusts and wills and all sorts of things like that, yep. And think of us as sort of a little lending library, but you don't have to come in. Just give us a call, and we'll be happy to send you information. One of my other favorite quotes from Mark Twain was, in the first place, God made idiots. That was for practice. 
Then he made school boards. I'm not sure why he said that. <laughs> he made scoreboards? School boards. School boards. That's terrible. Hmm. I guess he could have said politicians or anything else, too. <laughs> I don't understand that, but maybe well, he, he said some nice things, too. Mark Twain also said, I can live for two months on a good compliment. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, that's kind of nice, isn't it? Nice compliments sentiment. Compliments are very helpful. Well, let's come into our last topic that we want to talk about today. Um, credit scams and, and what to watch out for. Um, we've got a little bit of information we're going to share with you. Actually, we have a lot, but we don't have a lot of time. How about credit card fraud? Um, there are a lot of scams out there. I personally know somebody that used to cut our hair, Tenny. Right. Who was scammed out of, and he lives in this area, was scammed out of $18,000 because yep. somebody got into him on the telephone and had him continue to send like $150, $150, $18,000. I found out this information in the last six months. Yep, my brother in North Carolina continuously gets calls from people pretending to be sometimes our son or sometimes his other grandson. It's just awful. Yeah, there are a lot of scams out there. Um, One of my favorites... I guess it's a legal scam. I've had at least a half a dozen clients come into the office on, you know, to meet me for something, and they say, by the way, what do you think about this letter? And they get a letter from somebody saying, for $95, you should have a copy of your deed that's recorded in the registry of deeds, and here's how you do it, and we're going to get you right away, send your credit card information, and we're going to get you an official attested copy of your deed that you ought to have in your records for safekeeping. Don't do it. We can order you a copy for about three bucks from the Registry of Deeds. It'll be just as good. Or if you don't want it directly from the registry, we can do it online for virtually nothing. (laughs) So um, let's talk, Brianna, for a minute about what are some of the common credit card fraud examples that people look at? Well, I found one interesting. I I had never heard of this before. I didn't even think that it was something that could be done, but there is a fraud called card not present. And how that's done is fraudsters um, can commit a scam if they are aware of your expiration date and card number without the card. Furthermore, there are only 999 combinations of a security code so they can keep trying a code until it works. I did not know that. I did not either. That's really interesting. Well, that's true, though. There's only three numbers Mm -hmm. in a security code, so you could put them together in different orders. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's bad. hmm. Mathematically, I'm not so sure about that. I have to really think about that or talk to somebody who knows mathematics. But I guess it's. (laughs) I don't don't know. I'm not not doubting you, Brianna. I would never doubt you. But. Nine, nine, three numbers is only 999 different combinations. Well, I didn't. math was not my favorite subject in school, I have to say. I, I tend to like it when other people uh, think about numbers for me. So oh, I'm, okay. just, I'm just going to trust what the paper says. Okay. <laughs> I like numbers, too. I like especially big numbers. Big numbers are more fun than little numbers. Especially in the bank account. <laughs> especially if they were in the bank account. Um, how about application fraud? Uh, how many times in the course of a month do you get an application for a credit card in the mail? Um, lots. Do you get them? I do, yeah. Yeah, I get them. Everybody in the room is shaking their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you suppose they do that? Well, they're, it, sometimes it can be a form of identity theft. So if you don't know the institution or the bank, don't even think about doing it. I usually tear it in half so somebody doesn't get my information and try to fill in an application with a different address. Mm. So I usually either shred that stuff or get rid of it, but people are after your information all the time. So keep your card details safe. Um, I think, if I recall, Brianna, you work with something called like a central registry for passwords, password protect, something like that. I was just talking uh, recently with one of the other people in the office um, that you work with a lot. And we talked about whether it was a good idea to install a password protector Mm. on your phone that has additional codes 
And that's one place where you keep all your passwords, and it's like having a little safe inside your own phone. So right now, I don't have that. And if you got a hold of my phone and could get into it, you'd be able to go into, you know, this credit card and that credit card, and you'd see what my login number was in and Mm -hmm. was and so forth. So I've asked somebody in the office to research it. Um, You know who this person is. I do. And. It's called like a password safe almost, password protect, password vault, and you can put everything under that, but that's protected with a whole series of different codes and sequences. So now you've only got one number to remember, and everything else is locked up safely inside that. I've always wondered how that worked if you were to lose your phone. We keep a lot of sensitive information on there. So if someone can crack your code, then they can... um, usually get into every other application that you have. Mm-hmm. I guess the first thing you'd want to do is get to the phone company right away yeah. and see if they could get into your data for you at the phone and and delete it or block it in some fashion. But uh, keep the details of your credit cards uh, safe. Um, probably most people listening have all this information right in your cell phone because how do you remember it otherwise? I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to carry a piece of paper in your wallet. But um, if you do keep it as a special CVV number, P- PIN number, or so forth, um, remember that your bank will never ask you on the telephone, what is your password to get into your account? Um, if you have a check with your bank, then they're, they're not allowed to ever ask you that information. Mm. So anyways, the other thing you could do, I suppose, is try to limit the number of cards that you carry with you. What about if you spend too much? What if you have the habit of spending too much, Brianna? What can you do to block your credit cards? She thinks I'm looking at her. I thought we weren't talking about personal issues here. No, 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 we're not. (laughs) So this is my favorite tip of all times, okay? You want to stop spending on your credit cards. You got to freeze your credit. Well, how do you freeze your credit? You get a plastic Tupperware container. You (laughs) fill it with water. You put your credit cards in it, and you put it in the freezer, and you freeze it until it's a solid block. Well, I really like that idea. Don't you like that one? I do, but I think there might be an easier way to do it. There is. (laughs) Did you come up with that all by yourself? I don't remember. It's been a long time. I like to talk about it, though. No, you can go into your credit card. You can call your credit card company and say, Mm -hmm. I want to freeze my credit. Um, How about when you're traveling, Tenny? So if you want to travel and you, you're going to a different city or a different state or a different country, um, your card might not be recognized in the new place where you're traveling. Yes, when I f- first had that occur, I thought, what a smart thing the banks are doing, by, especially for um, debit cards. If you're going out of your usual shopping area, you want to call your bank ahead of time and let them know when you'll be traveling and where in order for your debit card to be useful there. You can actually register that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, I just thought that was a very smart thing for banks to do. Well, I do that all the time. So we do a lot of work with Bay Coast Bank and right on their main site, when you check into it, it says travel plans. And you click on there and you tell them when you're gonna travel, where you're gonna be. Mm, That's really useful. Have you ever had a credit card compromised? Um, You know, a few years ago, my mom and I had something really strange happen, and uh, she ended up purchasing LifeLock. Um, it wasn't for a credit card. Our, our social security numbers were compromised. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't say that I've had a card compromised, but the social security number was uh, scary enough. Mm-hmm. I went to a Caribbean island, um, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I suppose, I gave my credit card at the front desk to have an imprint for incidentals, which is what they ask you to do. When I got home, I had $1,500 that one of the front desk employees had charged Mm. on my card. Now, I was able to call the hotel, a reputable hotel, and have it reversed. Uh, The other thing you can do, um, the reason to check your credit card statements every single month as soon as you get them is because what if there's some improper, unlawful charge on your card? You want to be very mindful of that. If you don't check your credit card statements, either online or on paper, you're not going to know that information, are you? No. So um, uh, check your statements carefully. Under federal law, uh, 
you have a limitation of $50 per card is the maximum liability you have on your credit cards. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that. Well, we've got a lot more we can talk about. Um, we've got a lot of tips about how to use your cards. Be careful when somebody's behind you. Be careful if you're at an ATM. Make sure your body is blocking that somebody can't watch what numbers you're punching into the screen. Um, make sure that there's not another blank card in the machine because that's another way people steal money from ATMs off your card. But um, I want to thank you, uh, Brianna Wood, for being with us today. Thank you for um, having me. You brought a bright light to the show. And uh, thank you, Attorney Tenny Lance. You brought a brilliant light to the show. I doubt it, but thanks. <laughs> well, I have to say something nice about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave you with a closing thought as we're talking about credit cards and spending money on cards. Mark Twain once said, if you're thinking about buying clothing, clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence on society. <laughs> I'll keep buying clothes then. <laughs> keep buying clothes, no excuse. Yeah, well, well, thank you so much for mind. listening, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a call. We're here to help you. And do something today to protect yourself and do something to protect your family. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. Money Wise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Our firm provides insurance services. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.